Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. Today, my guest is Lisa Fenton. She's a supply chain manager and when she decided to go back to work after raising her kids, she developed her own very systematic game plan, which she now shares to help other women re-enter the workforce. You're going to hear me say fascinating quite a lot, and you'll find out quickly why. Enjoy the episode. And as always, if you like it, go ahead and subscribe so you won't miss the next one. Hello and welcome, Lisa. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here today. So why don't you let us know where you're based, where you're from, and what are you doing? What do you have to be today? Sure. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. I'm out of Canada, and I'm currently uh, working full-time and doing a little bit on the side as well. So I'm kind of juggling both right now and just kind of having fun with it and seeing where it goes. I'm not putting pressure on myself to you know, make X amount of dollars in a certain amount of time. I'm just kind of having fun. Um, speaking, I'm writing, I'm doing some blogs, some podcasts, um, just having fun with uh, getting out there and helping other women get back to the workforce. Oh, okay. So how did you, how did you get interested in that topic? Well, actually, um, I was fortunate to stay home with our three boys. I stayed home for 12 years with them. And then uh, when the youngest was starting to go to school full time, we decided as a family that I would go back to my career and get back in the workforce. Okay, so how did you find that? Was that hard or was it easy <laughs> or what was the experience? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, well, you know, it was interesting because the time I chose to return to work was during a recession here. So not a good economic time to decide that. But then again, when is really ever a good time, right? So you just have to kind of um, jump in and get out of your comfort zone and find a way to go back. So when I went back, there was no such um, organization as like a returnship or any type of program where you could sign up and, you know, this would take you through the steps to get back to the workforce. So I had to kind of create my own game plan. Um, what I did was I was in purchasing before I had left the workforce. Uh, I was a buyer for a small manufacturer uh, not too far from our home. So what I did was I took the um, problem-solving steps that we used for our case studies. I combined that with uh, gap analysis and I made a game plan. So I focused on basically three areas, myself, the economy, and our family. So what would I have to do in each of those three areas to make a smooth transition back to the workforce? That's very systematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so it was interesting. And, and like I said, there was no like uh, there was no association, nowhere I could go to find this information. So that's kind of why I had to put something in place for myself to kind of work through it. Um, the first opportunity that I had to kind of get out there and network with other people. I made a networking card for myself. I went out and got, um, it's gonna sound funny, but I got a haircut, bought a new suit and signed up for a free event it was happening, uh, put on by our purchasing association. So 
So I thought to myself, well, that's great. Now I'm going to be able to access lots of peers and some vendors and some presenters. Um, but how am I going to, how am I going to encourage myself to meet all these people? Because after being home for 12 years, uh, it's not easy to walk into a room full of a couple hundred people and just present yourself. So I took the networking card that I had made and I hopped on the train with my free pass, got into the big city, <laughs> spent 45 minutes convincing myself that I would be able to walk into this big room full of people and introduce myself. So when I arrived, it's a beautiful hotel right on Lake Ontario, downtown Toronto, and it's very um, grand. So, you know, the atmosphere is very grand. And after being at home, you're like yeah. kind of in a bit of culture shock. So I stood back from the entrance and I watched the other uh, people, attendees, going in through the entrance. And I gave myself a once over, made sure I looked okay and everything was in place. And then I told myself, I'm really no different than those people walking through the door. The only difference is I don't have a little uh, company name on my hello badge. So I thought, this is my opportunity to go get an opportunity. So I gave myself a little pep talk, <laughs> walked through the doors and introduced myself, handed out my card. I actually had a lot of fun. I didn't think I would, but <laughs> I just kind of went for it. Um, one of the ladies I met was so interested in my story. She said, wow, I really like how you're approaching this journey. Um, you need to share this with other people. So I was like, okay, great. <laughs> she was actually the editor of our purchasing magazine, which was distributed across Canada to all the members of our association. So I don't know how many members, but Canada is pretty big. So, <laughs> uh, so I ended up writing an article for her, um, making a comeback. And then a couple of years later, I wrote another article hitting the comeback trail. So even though I didn't get a job out of my first experience, I got something that I didn't even expect or had no idea would happen. So it was kind of neat to start the momentum of my return to work journey that way. That, that's fascinating. <laughs> and how, yeah. yeah, I know it's, 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 it reminds, <laughs> it reminds me of, of, of when I arrived in Australia and like first kind of just brand new, no idea, looking for a job. And I walked into, um, a TV station because I, I was looking for translating work and because, um, you know, I, I, you know, my degrees in translation. And so I was like, okay. And I walk in there because they would purchase foreign movies and, and actually house like translate them or do the subtitles or something. So basically oh, wow. theme. and, and so I basically, <laughs> you know, I just sort of like, well, I just walked in and asked for the person res responsible for the German translation, <laughs> just see what happens, that sort of same, without much attachment to what should come out of this. And she basically said to me, like, I'm really sorry, like, we don't really <laughs> have a lot of German movies. So like, yeah, forget about the subtitles. But actually, where are you from? And turns out she'd spent some time in the city where I'm from. And so she had all these recordings of people that she needed you know, proofread and edited and transcribed and, you know, and so I did sort of similar kind of thing. I did like wow. quite a big job for her and did a talk in front of whatever people. And, but that sort of things like, yeah, I never expected that when I walked in there. 
And I love how <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, just sort of go for it, you know. So what what was what was the biggest challenge to go back after like after 12 years? What what was the most difficult thing that nobody knew or that yeah, what was the biggest challenge in Yeah, so as I mentioned, like I looked at three areas. I looked at the economy, I looked at myself and I looked at my family. So I could find ways to, you know, get the boys transitioned, like get them after school care, sign them up for those kinds of things. Um, you know, who would look after them? How much would it cost? How quickly could I do that? Um, for the economy, I did a lot of research. I dug into what companies were really successful, what positions were they hiring, and then what three skills were they looking for that were common across most of the positions being posted. So then I took that and compared it to my gap analysis myself. What three skills did I have that matched those skills? And how would I get my skills upgraded very quickly to those skills at that level. So what I found was it was a lot of money for some of the upgrading for the computer courses, right? So I just challenged myself and I thought, well, I've done this before in, in college. I've taken computer courses in college, but I just really needed to refresh, right? It wasn't really that I was not had the skills. I just needed to get back in the mindset. So I attended an adult learning center where they had some free one-day courses. They had a one-day course in Word, and they had a one-day course in Excel. And I thought, okay, you know, nothing to lose. I'm just going to sit there. It's free one day. And then at the end of that course, I said to the instructor, how do you get um, the advanced levels? Like, how do you get intermediate and advanced? Do you have courses for those? She said, oh, yeah, they're <clears throat> about a week long each, and they're around four to $600, I think, at the time. So I thought to myself, wow, I can't do all those courses and spend all that time to get back on track. So I asked her if I could look at the manual. I looked through the manuals real quick and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to sign up for the advanced course because that's really what most of the jobs were looking for at the time. So I just did. I signed up for the advanced courses um, and I was successful. I got both of them without any trouble. So I really kind of tried to push myself to just get out there and do a little bit of self-learning. Um, I took PowerPoint and Visio manuals and I taught myself those over the summer. I just sat there page by page. I went through the manual and just taught myself like, you know, step by step, this is how you do it. And I was so glad that I did because um, one of the jobs that I wanted to go for, this is a really funny story. You had to do a test to try to get into this um, really good place to work that was local. Part of the test was typing, which I am terrible at. <laughs> I'm still terrible at. <laughs> but the first part was typing, and the next part was PowerPoint and Visio. But to do the whole test, you had to pass the typing test. So here I am. You know, I'm not a good typer. I've been out of the workforce. So I'm trying to build my skills up online by myself, doing, you know, just self-tests, right? <clears throat> so I get called for the test, and I go into a room full with young girls, <laughs> in their 20s and they've all got these earbuds in like you know like safety earplugs and I'm like what have I got myself into <laughs> um I didn't know what the heck was going on and they were like oh yeah you need these during the test these are really important meanwhile I have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> so um yeah so I ended up going into this room full of people typing away with all these safety earbuds in their in their ears and uh I didn't get it but I was okay with it because even though I didn't overcome my weakness, I gained two new skills, which I would not have done 
had I not gone for that test. So I was still happy, even though, you know, I wasn't happy about the typing side of it and not making it through the end of the, the evaluation kind of thing. But I always look at it like, what did you learn and what could you do better? Right. Mm -hmm. So I learned two new programs and I still know I could do better on typing. (laughs) So I was okay with it. Yeah, yeah. So. I I, lo- I love the, the methodical approach to to sort of systematically prepare yourself. I find that fascinating. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I mean, I've got an analytical mind. Like that really speaks to me. You know, to say, well, you know, let's just take a step back instead of just throwing out resumes, hoping that somebody somehow can see the transferable <laughs> skills because. I wonder if was the the amount of time you were out of the work, workforce did you ever like did, did employers kind of question that or well not question but did did you think that they somehow saw that as a disadvantage because I mean because with you you hadn't been sleeping all that time you know like yeah so. <laughs> yeah okay so um, I'll kind of describe the first time I I got my first job back in the workforce. So just kind of quick, I did a call, a cold call, an actual company that I had gotten out of my research that was local. I just cold called the human resources lady and I said, you know, hi, my name's Lisa. I've done customer service. I've done inside sales. I've done purchasing. I'd love to send my resume if you have any opportunities coming up. And I just left that message with my contact details and thought, oh, I'm probably not going to hear back. But I actually did hear back. But when I heard back, it was kind of interesting. She said, well, we don't really have anything right now, but you know what? Send us your resume and your cover letter anyway. We'll keep it on file and you never know. So I sent it off. I'm not thinking that anything would happen. Not too long after that, I actually did hear back from them. And I was like, okay. And she calls me and she says, um, you know, it's not the exact position you want, but it's customer service. And, you know, we'd like you to come in and have an interview. So I thought, absolutely. I'm not going to disclude any opportunity. So I prepared like I always do. I called my old contacts that I had worked with previously before I got out of the workforce. I um, got in the mindset of customer service. I just, you know, reviewed in my head what kinds of questions they would be asking. I did research on the company. I did research on the two people that were going to be interviewing me. I had my networking card with me. I had my resume and cover letter extra copies. Um, I also brought uh, the Visio template that I had done for myself. What, like I mentioned, I taught myself Visio, and on this template, it was a timeline. I had plotted milestones of what I wanted to do to get back to work. And then uh, for PowerPoint, I had done a presentation uh, for one of my purchasing courses on getting back to work through the PowerPoint that I had taught myself. So I brought the hard copy of that. I went in, and I had an amazing interview. I teach it. I have like I treat interviews like a research project. Like I want to know is that a good good place for me to go so honestly we had the best time we had so much fun we were laughing and it was kind of interesting because they said to me you know I brought they brought up the fact that I had been out of the workforce which was fine and um, I said you know I'm okay with that no problem you know I I feel privileged to have been able to do that and our family was able to budget we were able to manage our finances and that's a big deal for five people for 12 years (laughs) shows that we have um some good skills in that area. And I just thought it, I treated it like it wasn't such a downfall. I treated it like it was an honor. I was uh, 
you know, privileged to be able to do that. And here I am now looking to get back. So they said to me, well, you know, did you really, did you really research, you know, the company? Do you really know a lot about it? And I'm like, absolutely. And they said, okay, you ask us the questions. So we kind of did like a trivia. Like I asked them the questions and we just had so much fun. We were laughing and it was just a great time. It was not like an interview. It was more like a conversation, right? Mm. So yeah, it was, that was my first experience back into the workforce. That's fascinating. And I'm wondering, so I understand like now you're sort of in, in a bit of a transition phase, you know, to, to start working for yourself. <clears throat> yeah. So as I mentioned, I uh, work full time as a supply chain manager and on my own time, I like to write articles. I do blogs, podcasts, and I do uh, speaking engagements. I go join women and uh, encourage them on how to get back to work and also uh, focus on negotiating because a lot of times we don't ask for what we're worth. We leave opportunities on the table, not only in terms of money, but all those extra things that quite often we don't consider asking for. So that's what I'm kind of working on now. And I wonder, so do you find you, you apply the same methodical approach? that um no I'm kind of just having fun with this one I'm kind of just taking it wherever it goes like you know this week I found out I've got two blogs to write I've got three podcasts to do I've got a speaking engagement in July more coming up in the fall so I'm just kind of having fun with it I'm meeting other women at these events hearing their journeys um, encouraging them to you know take some of the steps that I took uh, in hopes that it will help them and also just encouraging them to explore negotiating because I really feel, um, you know, there's so many women out there who can gain so much more, not just in terms of your salary, but all those extras that really add up to sometimes more than another salary and you're not paying tax on them here in Canada. So I'm really just kind of trying to get them to see the other side of you know, when they're getting back to work, don't think that it's a bad um, thing or a downfall. You know, it's a privilege that you were able to manage that with your family. And you have those skills that you had before. They just need to be refreshed. And sometimes it's not as hard as you think. Yeah, it sounds like helping them with confidence in themselves. Because mm, I think what, what, yeah. what I hear in yours in your story where I think what probably differentiates you from a lot of other people is that proactive approach to it. You know, that yeah, and, and said, hang on, I'll just call them, you know? I mean, I've, <laughs> I've done that too. I, I rang up like when there was still no books, I just rang up and say, you know, like at the bank, I wanted to work. So actually, you know, who's the IT person <laughs> to speak to? And I actually got a job out of that. Like that same sort of, approach but it's not that common that people just sort of go out and like yeah let's see what happens what, what do you think yeah. is the challenge or the, or the biggest challenge that holds or that gets in the way for people who want to come back yeah I think you're right I think it's a lot of mindset like mm. you just really it's you find what makes you more comfortable like for me for instance when I was home with my kids, you know, I didn't have a stylish haircut. I didn't have a stylish suit. 
I didn't have my networking card. So when I did those things, it kind of made me feel like I'm one of them now. I'm not the stay-at-home mom that I was. I'm more on the same level. So I think whatever makes your comfort zone feel more professional, um, if that's the type of area of job you're going back into, like business, for example, um, myself, the suit really helped because when I went into that first interview, both of those people were wearing suits. So when I handed them my card um, and they handed me their card, we were on the same level. So it really kind of just reinforced, okay, you know, this is going to work. This is not um, something that's, you know, a far reach. Like we're, we're both uh, on a common ground, I guess you'd say. Yeah. yeah. I love, and I love how, how you allow things to unfold, you know, because I think if you have this real, you know, specific or like, I need, you know, I want to achieve this by that time, whatever, you know, there's often that, you know, you can't force things. It's not just only up to you, you know, there's other people involved and there's, you know, circumstances and whatever. And I think the less you're attached for things to work out a certain way, you know, the less pressure there is and the more you know things just fall into place even though the place yeah. might be something different <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes like like I mentioned the first job I took was in customer service it wasn't really where I wanted to be but I had researched the company I knew that they had a purchasing planning department mm. so actually I was visualizing in my head that I would someday move into that department again and I had kind of given myself a year to do that so I was in that position for about three months and it was a very intense training program because the company was very technical. It was lighting and electrical products. So a lot of um, quality standards, I guess, you had to be very technical in the product specifications. Some of the products were explosion proof products used in the oil fields and gas industries and very, very technical. So I was glad that they had a great training program because for my first job back in the workforce, it really kind of helped out. Like they had training on everything. They had training on the fax machine, the printers, the computer system. You know, they had training on the products and their product development. They had training on how to reply to customer inquiries. It was just so detailed. Like it was such an intense training program, but it was very good for the first time being back. But at the same time, I kind of knew in my mind that I wanted to move on. It was just my stepping stone to get back in the workforce. And so I kind of pushed myself to learn everything I could while I was in that job. We had the opportunity to job shadow some other uh, customer service people. Mm -hmm. So I always asked them, what did you do that make your job easier? And I wrote down all of those things and I tried to use those myself. So then I, I looked at the product uh, development side, the, the technical specs, and we were required to do two modules uh, every month. On our, on our report. So every month we had to make sure that we had two modules done. There was 50 in total. So I just said, I'm going to do all 50 in three months. So I just kept working. Every time I had spare minutes, I would take a module, go online, you know, do the test, get it on to the next one. Because I wanted to put myself in the position of being able to move forward very quickly. So at the end of the three months, amazingly enough, the planner, who I had visualized taking her spot actually left. She announced she was leaving. 
which was crazy because I went to my boss. Can you imagine? I had just started three months earlier. And I said, you know, I'm really glad that I went through all this, but now I want to go to her position. She wasn't very happy, but she was able to see that I would be able to help her more. Mm. I said to her, I will be able to help you more if I'm on that side, because now I know exactly what you need on your side. So she actually gave me permission to go for the position and I did go for it and I could get it. So it was kind of nice. So even though I didn't pressure myself to get, you know, a specific, I guess, a specific job. I had visualized in my mind, I'm only going to be here for a year. So I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure I'm in that future position if it comes available. And actually it did, which is very unusual. Yeah, that's fascinating. And it's that, you know, you know what comes up for me? There's this, there's this saying, I can't remember what it's, but it's basically, you know, make sure you're prepared for when opportunity crosses your path you know yeah for sure master of that to make sure that when opportunity knocks you're prepared you you're ready to open the door yeah absolutely um you kind of always want to think about your future self right like not what you're doing now necessarily maybe a few years down the road where do you want to be so for me that's why I'm kind of starting this now I'm kind of getting my feel of, you know, what are people interested in? Are they interested in the negotiation side? Are they interested in return to work side? Are they interested in the supply chain side? And actually, it's a mix of everything. Sometimes I'm talking about supply chain. Sometimes I'm talking about returning to work. And sometimes I'm talking about negotiating. But it's all kind of, it's all working, right? So... So what's what's the big master plan for, you know, the next years where you made it? Because that sounds like very <laughs> you're already kind of putting your ducks in a row. Yeah. Um I, I honestly, like I said, I'm just having fun with it right now. I've um they always say to find your tribe, right? So just recently I was at um a return to work conference. So specific to people who are returning to work. And I had the opportunity to speak at this conference and it was an amazing experience. I loved it. I had so much fun. Um, We were on a panel session, uh, myself and another lady, and then a moderator was asking us questions. And it was just such an exciting opportunity. I'd never been to Chicago before. It was in the States. And um, I had done a podcast with this group uh, in the winter. Mm -hmm. I had done a podcast with the lady who runs this uh, return, return to work organization. So, I just started a blue set to her and honestly how I found her was through LinkedIn. So it's kind of a funny story. So on LinkedIn, I sent a, just a cold call, you know, Hey, I, here's my journey of returning to work. You know, if you think it's interesting to you, let's talk. And so after that, we set up a zoom call and we talked. And then after that, she said, well, let's do a podcast. Mm -hmm. So we did a podcast in the winter. It's uh, creating an effective return to work plan. And it's out there. Um, for people to hear anyways. And then, and then I got back in touch with her and said, I had so much fun. Let's work together again. You know, I'd love to come to your conference and speak. And she was like, sure, absolutely. So off I went. And when I was at the conference then afterwards, I had a chance to meet with her and I said, you know, I still want to keep working together. We're having lots of fun here. So I'm going to be doing two blogs with her, a podcast. And then I hope to join them in New York when they go to New York for their next conference. So I'm just trying to build relationships now that um, 
give me more opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, and with open eyes to see what comes up. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and that and that I love that proactive way of, you know, and it's it's I always say building a business is, is, is a creative process. And the first step of it is that exploration phase where you can't kind of really go like focus or because you don't know what's there yet, you know, so you try here, you try there, you kind of get in contact and, and it's often about embracing that and enjoying it. And I kind of, and that's what I see you do instead of yeah. it and, and, you know, get through to the doing bit without actually having taken the time to see what's out there and, and experimenting and and uh so yeah i can really see you embrace that phase and it's like yeah <laughs> That's yeah it's fun mm. yeah so i mean you know maybe the future holds hopefully a book i would like to write a book one day so that's kind of what i would like to do and maybe it will be about the whole journey you know just from how i started to where i'm going to end up i don't know we'll see yeah yeah it's a possibility <laughs> That sounds like fun. So where can people go to find out about you, to hear the podcasts you've been doing, the blogs you're writing? Where can people go to find out more about you? And if somebody sure. wants to go back, get back to work and would like your help doing that, where could they go? Yeah, absolutely. They can uh, check out my website. I have a website. It's at www.propelledbypossibility.com. Oh, love the name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's got articles on there that I've written. It's got links to the podcast that I've done. It's got um, some of the speaking engagements that I've done and upcoming ones that are coming up. So, yeah, and it's got a, a workbook, too. I wrote a workbook for people looking to get back to work. I kind of took my game plan and just a tiny little thin, uh, easy-to-work-through workbook. You can work through it on your own or you can let me help you uh, guide you through it if you look for that type of assistance too so yeah that sounds fantastic well thank you so much for coming that was really fascinating i love that systematic approach that really feels <laughs> to, the, to the geeky girl in me so i it's fascinating to have you here and i really look forward to to seeing where you know the opportunities take you thank you very much it was a great time i enjoyed it well, thank you so much. And I'll speak to you again soon. Bye. Okay, bye. thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Passion Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one.